Blog Talk Radio. that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our support. Or reconnect my heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. So glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go out to our chat room, which is available right now. You can ask questions, leave your comments, or send your prayer request. Also, For the second day in a row, I am on Facebook Live. For those who are on Facebook, feel free to follow me or friend me. You can see me live on Facebook right now. Now, just in case for those who may not be able to have Facebook, like I said, you can go into the chat room or you can go to the website. Please make sure 
If you are on Facebook, if you have a question or comment, you're welcome to type it in. I am able to read it. I won't be able to respond to it. So just remember that. Also, I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where the pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive. Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are also on Facebook Live. Thank you for tuning in. This is the second week in a row, um, there was a lot of response that I had on last week when I kind of did it, kind of spare of the moment. And I went on and kind of did it on the spare of the moment again. But I thank each and every one who are tuning in. I pray that for those who have any questions, comments, or suggestions, like I said, feel free to type it in. But like I said, I won't be able to respond on Facebook Live, but you're all welcome to catch me on www.blogradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Now, for today, today's show, we're going to talk about do to try to take advantage of others when they are hurt or vulnerable. We're going to talk about healthy tools to prevent it from happening to you and much more in the episode called Protecting Your Innocence. Protecting Your Innocence. Let's talk about avoiding being used when you are hurt or vulnerable. This is something that a lot of times we kind of overlook or sometimes we assume because Maybe because we see somebody at church, sometimes we think that, hey, they got it all together. Sometimes in the midst of those who may be hurting, there are some people that can have a pretty mask on their face, but you don't know how vulnerable or how fragile a person is. And a lot of times we think because someone may not be crying or sometimes because of their physical stature or even sometimes their title or position, it prevents them from being broken or being a hurt or vulnerable person. But to be honest with you, what I found out, a lot of times those in high positions are sometimes more vulnerable than you realize. Sometimes they're more vulnerable than those who have no title at all. And not just pertains to someone, let's say, a pastor or someone in some type of ministry, but also what I found out, even sometime as a parent, let's be real, a lot of times, I know me being a grown adult, it's kind of hard to imagine someone that is my parents' age, them being vulnerable. A lot of times we think because someone is older than us or someone that maybe a senior, sometimes we feel that, well, you know what, they're exempt. So if you look at it, a lot of times when we see people who try to scam people, let's look at 
the senior citizens, you look at them, they may be on a fixed income, and they may be trying their best to bring some type of financial uh, income into their home, and they end up trusting the wrong people. And now they end up throwing away so much money because they trusted the wrong person. They thought that if they would just invest in this business that may be up and coming, they thought that, hey, you know what? I won't have to depend upon my fixed income. I can bring more money in the home. But unfortunately, what happened? So many people prey upon the elderly, the weak, the hurting. And that just lets you know that what type of world are we living in? Let's look at the signs of the times, if you want to say. These are the times that we need to be on God, but also we actually supposed to be protecting one another. But it seemed like at the time that we should be protecting others, there are people that are messing over people. There are people that are cunning, manipulating, preying upon weak or innocent people. And so if this is a platform for us to start bringing awareness, let's bring awareness to this because if you look at it, a lot of times we just assume, but sometimes when we assume we're totally wrong. Sometimes we just think because a person, like I said, is of age, sometimes we feel like, well, you know, a person should know better. But a lot of times, if they knew, if they were more educated, then maybe we will, be, we will prevent them from being used. It's our responsibility if we see something going on, hey, either we can question it or we can bring it to their attention. Hey, how about you examine that? Now, this is me for those that know me. One thing I cannot stand, I can't stand clues. If somebody want to tell me something, don't tell me no clues, don't tell me no hints. Tell me exactly what it is. And what I found out, a lot of times when we give people clues or hints, a lot of times they don't get the proper understanding that we're trying to convey to them. So the same thing when we see people who may be getting used, someone who you may know may be vulnerable, if you see something that's going on, hey, bring it to their attention. That doesn't mean that a lot of times they're going to accept it right then and there. But what we need to do, we need to let them be aware, hey, a lot of time, if it sounds too good to be true, you need to examine it. Actually, we're supposed to examine everything. So just boiling down to it, we have to look at, at the times that we are hurt, we are vulnerable, we have to first look at a lot of times, even at the stage that, let's just say for those that know, um, my sister was killed a couple of weeks ago, actually on the third, on the third of this month. And what I found out, even grief, grief makes you vulnerable. A lot of times there are those that end up getting used or hurt by people because they are vulnerable during a time of grief. Grief sometimes have you to have your guards down. When you're hurt, you allow your guards to be down. Sometimes you allow your guards to be down, or sometimes you build up a wall where you block everybody, even those who are healthy for you. So 
at the times that we are hurt, we are vulnerable, or throwing it in, grief. When you're grieving, you have to first understand what place that you're in. You have to be able to identify the location of the stage that you're at. Also, if it's grief, if it's hurt, if it's just feeling stuck, one of the things I found out, you have to treat it just like having the flu. Now, what does that mean? When you think about it, when a person has the flu, what do they do? Time they shut themselves off and stay in the house. They stay in the house to be properly medicated. They stay in the house to what? First, get rest. As they get in rest, they are also placing nourishment into their body. A lot of times when we're hurt or when we're sick, a lot of times there's aches and pain all over our body. And not just the aches and pain, but also there's a lack of sleep, a lack of rest. That's our physical body when we're hurt or when we're, we're injured or when we, let's say, sick. At the same principle, you have to look at pertaining to your emotional state. If you're hurt, if you're grieving, whatever you're dealing with, it's best to isolate yourself for you to be able to get spiritual, mental rest. Also for you to get replenished. The reason why I said that because a lot of times when we are out and expose ourselves when we're hurting or when we're vulnerable, not only you are exposing yourself where you could contaminate someone else or you can pass that sickness on to someone else. But also what happened, you're preventing yourself from being rebuilt, from healing, but also you're exposing yourself for other quote-unquote sickness to come upon you. Why? Because your emotional, sometimes even your spiritual immune system is low. So, If you're sick and your physical immune system is low, when you're physically sick, then you have to think about when you're emotionally sick, which is hurt, grieving, or vulnerable, you have to allow yourself to what? To be isolated so that way you don't allow other spiritual or emotional infections to infect you because it will. I found out that certain antibiotics, if you take it, you have to be careful of what you take it with because your immune system is low. And if your immune system is low, then your body cannot fight off whatever germs or whatever illness that you have or that may try to latch on to you. So one of the things that they often talk about that will really help you up your immune system, let's look at that on the physical. The physical part, they tell you what? Take vitamin C. Now, what I found out, when you take vitamin C, you can never take too much. Now, certain vitamin C, I believe all type of vitamin C itself for B and C. Now, for those who may be watching, if you know if I'm wrong, then you can correct me, but I believe it's B and C. Is either B and C or C and D, but I believe it's B and C. B and C are the two 
vitamins where your body would not store it. If you have a surplus of it, your body would not store it as fat. So if it's vitamin A and then D through whatever, if you take it and your body don't use it, then it's stored into fat. But if you take vitamin B and vitamin C, whatever your body does not use, it does not store into your body. It does not store as fat into your body. What does it do? You urinate it out. You urinate it out of your system. So if, you, if you've used enough vitamin C, if you've taken in enough vitamin C that particular day, then whatever you don't use, you urinate it out of your system. So what do you have to do on the next day? You have to what? You have to take some more vitamin C because your body would not store it. Just because you took enough yesterday does not mean that what you took yesterday is going to help you today. The same thing is true that you use it in the principle of the physical, the same you have to use it for the emotional, the emotional. Now, I want to throw it out there. The vitamin C's, I call it the um, the vitamin C's of life. The vitamin C's of life, C. Let's look at commit. Vitamin C meaning to commit to God. To make to God, which is studying his word, learning his word, obeying his word. Another thing we have to do, vitamin C, vitamin C, commit to yourself. When I say commit to yourself, not only pertaining to who you are, but also your surroundings. Because the main thing the devil want to do when you're vulnerable, when you hurt, he's trying to use you. Eventually, his goal is to prey upon the weak or prey upon those who are hurting. But I found that a lot of times when people are hurting, that is to some people, some people's lottery ticket to get what they want out of people. Now, I'm talking about the vitamin C's, but I'm going to go back. I want to share some detailed things. Now, with the vitamin C, I mentioned first, commit to God. Also, now, commit to yourself, which means whoever you were and however you were, your circle of support, before you were hurt, make sure that you establish them even while you're hurt. In other words, you acknowledge them meaning. We, we're not just talking about those that you may be just familiar with who may be toxic. We're talking about healthy people. We're talking about morally, godly, um, upstanding, ethical people. You have to make sure that you not only establish them, not only that you acknowledge them, but you hold on to them. See, a lot of times when we are hurting or when we are vulnerable, the devil wants us to isolate ourselves from those who are there to help or to, or those who may be there to feed us, to help us, to support us. See, the devil wants to what? Divide and conquer. 
If he can divide and conquer, he will dominate you. But also realize he's coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if he can steal, kill, and destroy, he can wipe out your existence. But how can he do that? He tries to isolate us, isolate us from those who are our foundation, our roots. He's trying to isolate us. You got to think about that. Have you noticed when a person is going through something? Let's be real. We all at some point in our lives have been in church and gone through something and sometimes we stop going to church. Sometimes we feel that maybe I have fell off so badly I maybe I can just fix this before I go back to church. Oh, you know, I feel so bad. I can't face going to church. What he'll do, what the devil try to do will make us miss one Sunday. And he said, well, just stay at home because he's not making you think about the next Sunday, just this Sunday. He'll tell you, well, just go ahead and stay at home. You can go ahead and make it back next Sunday. Or, you know what, you messed up, you know, just stay at the house, maybe watch church on TV. And then what happened, you don't go to church that Sunday. And then when the next Sunday comes, then he add more guilt as or more than the one from last week. And then what happened, the longer you stay out of church, the harder it is to get back into church. Now, I'm not saying, you know, just because you go to church, you're saved. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is a lot of times when we are hurting, the main thing we need is the word of God. The word of God, and a lot of times when we are hurting, regardless if we are into something or have done something or have had something done to us, a lot of times those are the times those are the times that God wants us to go to church because there's a rhema word for us. There's an encouraging word, or sometimes there's a word that'll help us deal with or help us get out of whatever situation that we're in. So the devil would try to isolate us and also what he'll do he'll try to make you think because of your hurting or because of what you're dealing with he'll make you feel as if you have to deal with it alone sometimes he'll make you feel like well you know since you got yourself in this situation you have to get yourself out of this situation you got yourself in this situation by yourself so you got to deal with it by yourself that's what the devil would tell you but even if you got yourself in that situation by yourself, God has help for you no matter what it is. God has help for you to get out of that situation. One of the things I always say, even if you feel like there is no help, as long as God being God, God is your help. God will provide help. But I want to say this, when God gets you help, stay running from that situation. Don't run back too. But realizing that the devil wants to uproot you from familiar territories. One of the things I found out when it comes down to someone who is a trusting person, someone that's a loving person, a lot of times those are the main ones that get hurt. Those are the main ones that the devil will use to allow they're hurt. A lot of times the devil would try to use a person hurt, not only to be their crutch, but also to be the reason why they fall deeper and fall out of fellowship, not just with God, but also with 
family, with friends, with those who love them, those who mean them good, but they cling on to those who mean them no good. So that's why it's important for us to remember the vitamin C, which is that second one I mentioned about committing to yourself. Now, each one of the vitamin C's, the C is committing. Committing to God, committing to yourself. There's an old saying, I believe it was uh, Shakespeare, to thy own self be true. In other words, don't allow anybody to get you out of the truth of knowing God, but also knowing yourself. Listen, nobody, nobody can define you but God and yourself. So that's why it is so important when we are going through something, when we deal with something, we have to be very careful. In other words, we have to stay on high alert because a lot of times, a lot of times when we are hurting, those are the times that we are allowing any and everything to come into our spirit, man, either to strengthen us or to destroy us. It's going to change one way or the other. It will not stay the same. When you are hurting, there's an old saying that's a song, I believe it's by Bobby Blue Bland. It says, you got to hurt before you can heal. Well, that sounds like something that's very good. But when you look at it, even if you're hurt, that doesn't mean that you're going to be healed. Why is that? Because it depends upon what you do in your hurt. That would determine if you will have healing or not. You have to have a zero tolerance. Anything that's foul, anything that can remove you from God and also yourself, your identity, your roots, you have to be very aware of that. So in the times of your hurt, you have to make sure that you are conscious of all those that may try to come to your presence, all those that may be in your ear, all those that you also may even talk to. Why is that? I found out in the time of your hurt, that's when people will prey upon you. I don't mean P-R-A-Y. I mean P-R-E-Y. There are those who may try to use you. There are those that may try to hurt you. And you have to make sure to be aware of the times that you are vulnerable. Make sure that you keep your distance or stay out of the house. That's the best way I can say it. Like I said, when you're sick, don't go outside. That's the same thing that we have to look at when we're hurting. Now, I'll put it like this. If you're sick, they tell you to go to the doctor. That's the only time you need to get out the house when you're going to the doctor. You're going straight to the doctor. You're not going to the club. You're not going to the store. No, you have someone else to go for you. But the only time you leave out the house when you're going to get help, physical help, the same principle that you have to use when you are emotionally hurt. You go to the spiritual doctor. Now, one of the things I found out, when a person is hurting, a lot of times that's the opportunity. I mentioned earlier about those who may be users. 
or if you want to say autistic people, narcissists, people that are conning, people, let's say, look at pimps. Pimps prey upon those who are weak, those who are hurting. Sometimes what they'll do, they'll look at someone that's isolated, and not just pimps, but we're talking about people who are trying to use people, people with a motive of using people or taking people kindness for weakness. We have to look at a lot of times because the hurting person is a trusting person. A lot of times they are hurt because they trusted the wrong person or they may be going through some type of situation. But what happened a lot of times, those that are hurting, they trusting, they are trusting people. They are people with integrity. And unfortunately, a lot of times, those same people that are trusting people, people who have integrity, people who have good ethics, good morals, a lot of times, those are the same people that they trust people without making people earn their trust. What does that mean? A lot of times, a lot of times, Hurting people assume because they're loving people, they're trusting people, they mean people no harm. But they think or they assume everybody is like that. There are some people you have to earn their trust. That's the right thing to do. There are some people, Skip, you have to earn their trust. You have to earn their trust. And once you earn their trust, then you know what? You got a friend for life. But then there are other people that automatically trust people. They automatically trust people until you burn their trust. Then once you burn or use their trust, then they don't trust you. But this is something we have to stop doing. We got to stop giving our trust to people who has not earned it. I'm going to tell you like this. Not just people who may be in relationships, but like I said, being being real, there are so many people that are hurting and they'll go to a church and when they go to a church, they end up being used by, not by the church, but by church people. I'm going to put that on pause right there and talk about it a little bit more. The reason why I said that is because when people are hurting, they expect if they can't go anywhere else, they can go to the church house. And when they go to the church house, they expect not everybody may be saved. We understand that. We understand that. But we talking about those that are in key positions. Those in key positions, they expect for those people in key positions to be honorable, to be trustworthy. And so what happens, they are, you know, the hurting person, they feel like, you know what? This person represents God. So I can talk to this person and confide to this person, but in that instead of that person being able to confide in that person, what happens? They end up getting used by that person. They end up being manipulated. Sometimes they end up having a personal relationship where they trusted the person and that person of authority end up using their position to lord over that person to get their sexual gratification going on. And the bad part about it, that put a stain on the body of Christ. Also, it gets, a lot of time it's 
the men, it's the men that may be that may be preying upon the weak or hurting women. And you know what happened? Not only did they give the body of Christ a bad name, but they give men a bad name. And you know what happened? The one that's hurt now, they came into the church looking for help, but now they've been hurt by a church person or church personnel. Now, not only they don't trust leadership, they don't trust God. They don't trust the church anymore. And the bad part about it, it's a lot of people, a lot of ministers, a lot of preachers, a lot of pastors that are doing that. Now, I'm not church knocking. No. Those that know me, I believe in finding a great godly church home, Bible teaching church home, and for you to be able to develop a relationship with God, but also develop a relationship with those that are in the church. I believe in that. But I'm going to say this, and this is being real. Jebicoff's building does not mean that everyone is operating as a church. There are manipulative people, not only outside of the church, but even within the church. That's why you have to, number one, I mentioned about the first vitamin C, being committed to God, where that way you learn who God is and his word. And so also, as you begin to learn God and have a personal relationship with God himself, when you encounter people, I don't care who they are. I don't care what title that they have. It doesn't matter. Don't ever let, this is a free one, don't let anybody ever make you think that you can't question it because of their title or position. No. Anytime that they avoid the question, anytime that they avoid or they try to say, well, you know, I'm pastor, I'm apostle this, I'm a pastor, that doesn't matter. It's your biblical right to ask questions. It's your biblical responsibility to even hold people accountable. So it's all of our responsibility. And please don't ever feel like, well, you know, I can't talk to them or I can't question them. The Bible says, you know, don't question God. Okay, look here. I'm going to say this. You're not questioning God, but you're questioning them. They're individual. You can question them. So don't ever make you, don't ever let anyone make you feel like you can't talk to them or you can't question them. So the key thing for you to do, the key thing for you to do is be able to ask these questions. And also, if it don't feel right, if it don't sound right, examine it. We got to stop allowing people to take our kindness for weakness, like I said, not just emotionally, but even spiritually, because there are people that are there to try to sift us as weak. The Bible tells us we have to try the spirit by the spirit. But also, like I always say, the Bible tells us to lay hands subtly on no man, which means don't send your approval, don't give your approval to people unless they earn it. Back in the Bible days, when someone was anointed or someone had uh, lay hands suddenly, which meaning when a person used to have hands laid upon them, they were anointed for that position or for that raise, for that title. So the same thing pertaining to a relationship or a fellowship with you. If you are allowing someone to come within your circle, you have to make sure that they have passed the test. You have to look at the spiritual and emotional 
integrity and resume that a person possess. But also, you got to do your background check. Person is hurting. I'm telling you, when a person is hurting, don't be so quick to open your mouth. Why do I say that? Because a lot of times when a person is hurting or when a person is vulnerable, what happens, we try to put up a safeguard. So what do we do? A lot of times when we meet people, let's just say in a relationship, you meet a person in a relationship, and all of a sudden you say, well, you know what? How you doing? I'm so-and-so, so-and-so. Okay, but look, let me tell you something. Just off the jump, I've been hurt. Um, I just got out of this relationship. I ain't got time for no game. Uh, he cheated on me, and I found him in bed with another woman, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, now you're telling all your business. Now you tell that person all your business, and now what? They got ammunition against you. See, the thing is, when you open up yourself to people, don't you know you're giving them a piece or a part of you? In other words, when you are hurt and you're talking from your heart, you're actually exposing and also sharing a part of your heart. You're letting them know something so private about you. To you, it may not be a big deal, but that piece of your heart that you're giving them is actually a link that they may use in the future to manipulate you to keep you what under their grips it happens i'm telling you i'm telling you and i don't care who don't like it my thing is is my responsibility as a man of god to tell the truth it may be coming from men, it may be coming from women, but the key thing is, it's time for us to know the truth. The Bible tells us the truth shall set you free, but a lot of times we are refusing to accept the truth. We don't want to hear the truth, and we don't want to accept the truth. But one of the things I will say, when you accept the truth, it helps you to accept your healing. But if you refuse the truth, you are refusing your healing. As long as you are in denial, you will not be helped. You will not be healed. But you have to accept what you're dealing with and also who you're dealing with. So with that being said, when it comes down to the times of being hurt, the times of being vulnerable, you have to make sure that you guard yourself, guard your mind, guard your spirit. And also when you're hurt, a lot of times when you allow things to get into your ear or when you allow the negativity of others or you allow the wrong people to get into your ear, it sets you on a trap. It sets you on a trap. Also, I'm going to say this. I mentioned earlier about a church, but I want to say this. I found out, and I, I thought I had my book with me, but I ended up leaving it. I think I left it in storage. But off the top of my head, I believe, I can quote the majority of it. But one of the things I found out, I found out how cults recruit people. Cults recruit people when they're hurt or when they're vulnerable. And what do they do? Don't have it with me. What do they do? These are some of the things that they do to try to recruit a person while they're hurting. The first thing that they'll do, and this is not just pertaining to a cult, but also look at this, even pertaining to a toxic relationship. What they'll do, 
they'll get somebody that's weak or that's vulnerable. But also, what they'll do, they'll malnourish a person. They will malnourish a person physically. Why do they malnourish a person? See, when you malnourish a person, you prevent them from thinking clearly. Of you, it it prevents them from thinking clearly or also focus. When a person is deprived of nourishment of food, or it could be proper nourishment, they can't clearly. They can't focus properly. That's the same thing that happens in a cult or in a toxic relationship. They'll feed them junk food or they feed them no food at all. The other thing that they do, they'll deprive them of nourishment. They'll deprive them of fellowship with their surroundings. They will isolate them, just like I mentioned earlier. They would isolate people. Also, what they would do, they would indoctrinate people. In other words, they would tell them their quote-unquote philosophies. I'm not going to say tell them their truths. No, it's only one truth. But they would tell people, they will make them recite, repeat over again, things that they want them to know or to do, to misdiagnose and also like I said to um, make them recite indoctrinate that's the word thank you Lord to indoctrinate them in their own quote unquote religion and that's in a cult but also that's in a toxic relationship their religion and they are that God in their religion but also what do they do they would try to break a person's will. Excuse me. They would try to break a person's spirit. That's it. They would try to break a person's spirit. If they can break a person's spirit down, then they would try to build it into their own idea of who that person should be. So that person could be that they can lord over that person can lord over that person. In other words, Instead of them worshiping God, they're worshiping that person. They want to be the God in that person's life. They want to control. They want to manipulate that person. But it all starts with malnourishment. Malnourishment physically, mentally, emotionally. So that's the reason why one of the things I always tell people, just like, like I was mentioning earlier, when you are physically sick, you got to use the same principle that you are when you're emotionally or um, emotionally sick or hurt or vulnerable. You got to use the same principle as if you were physically sick. So you have to take your vitamin C. You have to take your multivitamins. You have to take nutrients because if you're not, then you are deprived. You can be dehydrated. You can be malnourished, and ultimately, if you don't replenish yourself, you can end up getting yourself sick and die. So that's on the physical, the same thing with the emotional or mental. You have to replenish yourself. And just in case you're too weak to feed yourself, you have to allow other people that you know that are healthy, those people that you can trust, 
those people who you can also look up to, make sure that you're allowing them to feed you. Now, there are some people who may feel like, well, you know, I don't know who to trust. I don't know who to depend upon. I'm going to tell you like this. What you have to do, you have to start watching people. You have to watch people because a lot of times it ain't what a person says, but it's what they do. A lot of times people can say the right thing. A lot of times people can say how strong that they are. But if you look at them, what they're living ain't corresponding with what they're saying. So what you have to do, if you want to partner up with someone, if you want to look at someone as a mentor or an accountability partner, you have to make sure that they are exhibiting with their life what they're saying out of their mouth. But also make sure it's someone that you can look at person is the type of example that that's the way I want to be or where that person is strong in that's the area I need to be strengthened in but like I said make sure make sure that you seek God and also if it don't feel right don't get involved you have to go about how to how we say that gut feeling that gut feeling right here which is two inches above your navel Oh, excuse me, below your navel, that's your soul right there. And a lot of times when you don't feel right, when you feel uneasy, you're going to feel it right there because that soul, that soul is going to let you know, hey, man, that ain't right. Uh, hey, man, watch that person. That person, uh, I, that person is kind of questionable. Now, you may not be able to directly say, what it is that you may not like about that person or something that make you feel uneasy. You may not be able to say exactly what it is right then and there, but excuse me, if it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable, don't try to examine to find out what it is. No, don't even get involved. That's something that we have to really just start paying attention to those first signs. We have to pay attention to those first a lot of times when God giving us those first red flags, we're overriding it. And a lot of times, like I said, a lot of times the devil would try to come to make us miss out when we're hurt or when we're vulnerable. But also what happens, a lot of times when we're hurt or when we're vulnerable, a lot of times those are the times that we actually become like the person who has hurt us. See, the time of being vulnerable is a, like I said, it's a very crucial time. Why? Because a lot of times, that's the time that we are being remolded, uh, if you want to say repackaged. We're becoming repackaged. But it's up to us in how we interpret or how we internalize or how we respond to their hurt. Either we're going to become a bigger package, a better package, or we're going to become a bitter package. So it's very important for us to be aware of those times. One of the things I found out, we often hear about the story of Moses. Moses, when he hit the rock twice, he hit the rock twice because he was so upset the Israelites were getting on his nerve. They were nagging at him, nagging at him, nagging at him because they wanted water. And what happened? God told Moses to speak to the rock. 
But because he was dealing with them Israelites, you know what he did? He hit the rock. Bam! He hit the rock. Now, water came out of the rock for him to give it to the Israelites. But God did not tell him to speak to the rock. Excuse me. God did not tell him to hit the rock. God told him to speak to the rock. And because he didn't speak to the rock, but he hit the rock, not only did he disobey God, which he did, he disobeyed God, but also that prevented him from going over to the promised land. Now, we look at, he was upset at the Israelites, but in actuality, when we look at it at the very beginning, I believe that was Numbers. When we look at it at the very beginning, Moses was grieving because of the death of Miriam. Miriam was a great supporter of Moses' ministry. Moses was grieving. Moses was hurt. Moses was vulnerable. But even in the midst of his grief, he still operated and still led the Israelites. But in the midst of his grief, he became frustrated and he disobeyed God. So I said all that to say this. In the midst of your hurt, grief, vulnerability, you still have to be aware of your response. Because your response in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of your vulnerability, it can make you miss out on a promise that God has for you. It's so many people that we know in the midst of their vulnerability, they have allowed themselves to link up with just about anybody. A lot of times when a person is vulnerable, they feel like they can't do any better. Sometimes, I'm going to say this, also sometimes when it boils down to being vulnerable and we allow anybody to help us, a lot of times we'll see that person helping us and we'll give them credit and we allow them to be drafted into our life or even into our hearts. But you don't understand that they had a motive. There was a motive of them helping you. Their motive was not to help you and them being selfless. Their motive was to help you so that way they can become selfish and get what they can get out of you. There are people that are like that. And like I said, unfortunately, that's the kind of society that we're living in. And it's not just the men that are doing that. There are women that are doing that. See, it's not a sex thing where it's men that's doing it and not women. Or it's all women and no men. See, it doesn't depend upon the sex. That depends upon the spirit of a person. It's a spirit of a person. And see, that spirit has no gender. So I just want to say that out there just in case someone may feel, well, well, well it's more men to do that. Listen here, that's a spirit. So let's, let's get away from looking at, well, men do that in relationships. No, it can happen, like I said, not just in a relationship, a boyfriend, girlfriend. But like I said, looking at it, it even happened within parenting. There are some parents, when they see that their child, when you say hurt, let's look at um, in need. Let's look at it like that. When a, when a child is in need, a, a parent, mother or father, would try to manipulate on their child to make them feel guilty to get what they can get out of them. Let's give an example. 
sometimes this might pay, this might make some people get upset with me, but hey, you got to understand there's a motive of them doing that. Sometimes a mother would even use what well, I gave birth to you to try to lord over to break that child's will or make them do something that actually is selfish. There are some mothers that would do that. Well, you know, I gave birth to you. I was in labor for 19 hours. And thank you. Thank you for giving birth to me. But you trying to use that to make me feel guilty. Uh-uh. That's something called manipulation. But even worse, that's witchcraft. So whenever a person has a motive of doing something, then you got to look at if they doing it for their own gain and they're trying to make you feel guilty, you have every right to say, no, thank you. And don't feel ashamed. Like I say, I don't care if you telling a parent. I don't care if you telling a preacher, a pastor. If you don't feel like doing it, just don't do it. Don't let anybody make you feel guilty. And sometimes that's when those people try to make you have a guilt trip. No, don't do that. Don't do that. So if by chance somebody's trying to make you feel guilty, then guess what? When you tell them no, you can leave it alone. I don't care how they try to nag or whatever like that. What you need to do sometimes, just, hey, leave the room, leave the house or whatever. But the key thing is don't go against your will. If you're going against your will to do it, then you're not doing it from the abundance of your heart. So why do it? Just to shut them up? You know what you're doing? You're allowing them to have what? To control you. And so if they did it once, they're going to do it again. The cat is out of the bag. So we have to make sure there are people who have been manipulated by their parents, even coworkers, blackmail, their supervisors, blackmail. If you're vulnerable, if you're hurting, the key thing for you to do is say less as possible. You can listen to people. And I'm going to say this. See, also, when you're hurting, a lot of times when you're hurting, when a manipulative person try to come to you or try to butter up to you, a lot of times what they'll do, they'll share with you a little bit of quote-unquote story or their hurt. They'll do that not because they care about you or not just to tell you a little information so that way you'll know, well, you know that this person is caring or this person just opened up to me so that way um, to let us to let me know that they have something in common with me. No, that person may be doing that because they showing a little information as a bait for you to give up some information. So that way you can become emotionally vulnerable or emotionally attached to them. So you have to realize that there are some people who have a motive and like I said, don't ever make don't ever make somebody feel like they that you have to share with them because they share with you. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah. So we have to realize as Christians, we cannot let people take our kindness for weakness. And when you are hurting when you're vulnerable, it's best to say less. It's best to, like I said, just stay in the house. 
Talk to God. Talk to yourself. This is the time for you to be rebuilt by the manufacturer himself. So we have to make sure that we are prayerful at all times. Prayer is the key. And I don't mean just no silent prayer. I'm talking about you really talking to God, opening up your mouth, talking to God, and let him know your hurt. Let him know your vulnerability. You can trust him. But also, as you talk to God, not only that he will heal your heart, but there are somebody that he will send that's trustworthy that will help you. But you cannot allow just anybody to come to you. You have to make sure that if this is person, if this person that was sent by God, or this person that I have snatched myself. This is what I found out. I found out when you are hurting, when you are vulnerable, God will do this. God will put a fence. God will put a spiritual fence around you. To prevent others from coming to you who mean you no good. God will build a fence to prevent those who mean you no good from coming in. But what happens a lot of times when God builds that fence and prevent those who mean you no good coming in, what do we do? A lot of times we'll stand up and we'll reach over that fence and Pick people and bring them over the fence. You see what I'm saying? God will prevent those from coming within the, excuse me, coming through the gate or through the fence, but he will not prevent us from reaching over the fence. That's something we have to stop doing. We have to look at, you know what? I know a lot of times because we love people or we allow our emotions to get the best of us. Sometimes we end up picking the wrong people. So that's why it's very mindful for us to be able to, like I said, just shut down. I don't mean shut down for us, isolating ourselves and um, shutting ourselves off from the world. No. Even if you do shut yourself off from the world, you never shut yourself off from the word. That's something that we, a lot of times, we get mixed up. When we have a quote-unquote shut-in, a lot of times we shut down from anything and everybody, which including God, too. But not realizing that's when the devil want to talk to us. I'm going to say it like this, not want to talk to us. That's when the devil does talk to us. We got to think about when we're hurting, there's that voice that the devil would try to talk to us because where does he talk to us at? Right here in our head. He would talk to us. But see, get this. He will talk to us, and a lot of times we'll recite what the devil is saying in our head, but we're not reciting what God is saying in our spirit. Right here, like I said, right below your navel. We have to recite what God's word is saying, and whatever God is saying, we verbalize it. And what we say is stronger than what we can think. We are the ones that can control what we by what we say. But as long as we saying the wrong things, the negative thing, then what happens? It will prevent us from getting the healing and the restoring that we need from for us to get from hurt to healing, from vulnerability to um, what's that word? Well, I just say like this: get help, get strengthened, from vulnerability to what? Invulnerability. 
that's a word, I guess. I'm going to make it up. But we have to make sure when we are hurting, we have to be aware. We have to be aware of what tools the devil would try to use. And like I said, a lot of it is right here in our head. The devil will bring suggestions. The devil will make you feel like, well, you know what? You know, you you, you, need, you need to be with somebody. Uh, you know, you can't be by yourself. And I'm going to say this. A lot of times when we're hurting, we're used to distractions. But sometimes God wants us to be quiet in a place where he can minister to us. In other words, cut the TV off. Cut off the radio. Don't get me wrong. I love worship music. Worship music is awesome. But there is a time where God wants you to cut off the TV, cut off the radio, cut off the CDs, and just talk to him. Listen to him. I'm telling you, a lot of times people don't understand, but God can talk to you, and he'll tell you things that will blow your mind. God will talk to you and tell you things that's going on where you end up having a question that you've had for years, and he'll talk to you and give you right what you need. He will tell you what you need to do for you to get the help and the healing that you need. God will tell you. I'm telling you, but just in case to those those people who may not know, God wants to talk to you. God wants to talk to you about the specific issues that you're dealing with, the hurt that you're dealing with. A lot of times we could be healed faster if we go ahead and yield ourselves over to God pertaining to that hurt. But a lot of times we'll try to fix it ourselves, and it's actually delaying the healing that God has for you. So we have to remember, when it boils down to it, God wants you helped, God wants you healed. I was hoping reading the notes, but personally, I'm going to tell you like this. If you really seek God pertaining to the hurt, if you really seek God pertaining to your hurt, pertaining to your vulnerability, pertaining to your insecurities, whatever it is, you know what he wants you to do? Write it down. Write it down on a piece of paper and let that be your homework assignment. And you look at what God's word says pertaining to that specific issue. And what happens, that helps you to understand not only who God is, but also it even helps you to understand what God's word says and means pertaining to that specific situation. Because a lot of times, think about it, your help is your helper, God, in whatever you're dealing with, whatever situation that you're in. But the devil wants to, what? He wants to actually remove you from God's power, God's source, God's healing. Ultimately, that's what he wants to do. But if we can if we can think about in the midst of our hurt or vulnerability, we cannot isolate ourselves from God. Ultimately, I'm gonna tell you, ultimately, people who mean you no good is trying to take you. Excuse me, I'm gonna say it like this. People who mean you no good are the ones that are actually trying to take your goods. Hmm. They're trying to take your identity, they're trying to take Everything pertaining to Y-O-U. You know, it's, it, it hurts me, and I'm going to say it, it hurts me as a man to see women 
being used, being manipulated, being beaten by a boy. I'm going to say this. A lot of times the hurt that has been transpired on a woman, a lot of it, I'm not going to say all of it, but a lot of it, the root is a man. It could be a man who has hurt them, or it could be a woman who has hurt another woman, but that woman's hurt that hurted the other woman was rooted by the hurt of or from a man. So last week, um, we spoke about domestic violence, but I want to say that I didn't get a chance to say it last week, but I will say it this week. Even pertaining to the hurt and the hurt from a man, a hurt by a man, I'm saying this on the air, but I'm going to look on my Facebook audience. If any man has hurt you, if any man has manipulated you in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of your vulnerability, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I will say this. On behalf of a real man, but most importantly, on behalf of a man of God, if you have been hurt by a man, I want to tell you, I apologize. I want to tell you, we apologize. Now, the ones that hurt you may not apologize, but you know what? Don't even worry about that. But God will send a substitute for you to get the help and the healing that you need. I might represent that father that was not there for you. I might represent that man who have left you with all the kids. I may have left you. I may have represented that man who talked down upon you, who did not appreciate you. I want to tell you, with those type of guys that have done that, apologize. We apologize. But also, just in case those guys who may be watching, who may be hurt, who may have been hurt by a woman, for those guys who may have been used, some guys may have been in jail because of the baby mother put them in jail because they were behind. Or they try to manipulate and try to use the kids as bait to get what they can get out of that guy. I want to talk to the brothers. Man, look here. I apologize for that. I may not be a woman, but I will tell you what. Forgive the men and women. Forgive, but do not allow that to be your identity. We may be hurt for that. We may be hurt because of what we dealt with. But don't allow that to be your destination or your purpose right there. I want to tell you, there are so many people that are hurting, and it's time for us to get some healing. But unfortunately, many times we don't talk about the issues that we are facing because, to be honest with you, like I said, a lot of times we, we don't, especially as men, we don't want to show our vulnerability. Just because we're vulnerable does not mean that we're weak. When a person is able to address what they're dealing with, that's not a sign of weakness. I know there are people that say, well, you know, a man not supposed to cry. Man, look here, let me tell you something. That's BS. I'm going to tell you, when hurt hurts bad enough, you're going to cry regardless if you're a male or a female. It's time for us to be able to, you know what, feel free to be transparent. And you know what? Acknowledge our hurt. 
acknowledge our pain, acknowledge our frustration. We need to acknowledge it because you know what? As long as we hold it within, not only we're preventing ourselves from being helped, but also we're preventing somebody else that God is trying to groom us to help. We're preventing them from getting the help and healing that they need. Even though we may have been hurt, that does not define us. In spite of our hurt, in spite of our vulnerability, in in spite of whatever that may have been said or done towards us or to us, that does not define who we are. We're going to overcome it, and it's going to lead us. That hurt is going to lead us to our purpose. That pain is going to lead us to our purpose. Most importantly, that pain, that hurt is going to lead us to our promise. That's God. Anytime what we're dealing with, if it'll make us pray, if our enemies have heard enough enough to make us pray and talk to God and seek God, then actually they weren't our enemies, they were our friends. Anytime somebody help you get to your purpose, they're not your enemy, they're your friend. Anytime somebody help us, plan to God have for us, they did us a favor. So the key thing we have to look at, a lot of times what we deal with and what has transpired in our life, we got to look at their testimony that's building us up, building us up. And also it may be exposing something within us that God wants us to give up. Sometimes it helps us to have thicker skin. But I will say this. We always hear the scripture that says, the Lord prepares the table in the presence of our enemies. So in order for us to have a table, we got to have an enemy. But one of the things I always think about, the bigger the enemy, the bigger the table. So sometimes it takes us being hurt to be able to have the table provided for us in the presence of our enemies. Sometimes it takes our enemies to hurt us to prepare a table for us. So that way, they can serve us. But the key thing what we have to do, we got to remember, no matter what we deal with, give it to God. Even in the midst of hurt, even in the midst of misunderstanding, those are opportunities that God want to use for us to be able to see his character and nature in our lives and for our lives. But like I said, it's not there to hurt us. It's not there to define us. It's there to refine us. It's not going to define us, but it's going to refine us. See, the defining us means it's the final stage. In other words, that becomes our identity. That means that becomes the completion of who we are. But when you think about being refined, I think about repackaged. I think about renewed. I think about recycled. I think about repent, which means to do again, re being the two words, re, they mean again, but also pent, being being at the highest level that you can ever be at. So God wants us to repent even in the midst of our hurt so we can be repackaged and rebuilt for the purpose and plan that he has for us. And like I always say, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn it for our good. So true enough, we have been hurt. But in the midst of our hurt, we got to be aware. It's time for us to be aware so that way we won't allow ourselves to become like the person who has hurt us. 
The devil wants to use that hurt to cripple us. The devil wants to use that hurt as a handicap, not a testimony. So we have to remember in the midst of our hurt, we have to really be in prayer for God because that's the time that the devil would try to use that for us to become just like those who had hurt us. So that's why it's very mindful for us when we're hurt, when we're going through, we got to talk to God. But like I said, in us talking to God, but also we cannot remove ourselves from our surroundings, our roots, our familiar territory. We cannot remove ourselves from that because if we do, we're going to become not just become like those who hurt us, but like I said, it makes us vulnerable for those, if you want to say those stray animals to come and attack us or to harm us. So it's very important for us to make sure in the midst of what we're dealing with, in the midst of our hurt, to make sure that we understand that God is still there to help us to minister to us and help us to be able to be the men and ladies that God calls us to be. As we get ready to wrap it up, the main thing, or one of the things I wanted to mention, when you allow yourself, when you allow yourself, I mentioned earlier about standing out just like having the flu. When we allow ourselves to stay in the house, when we allow ourselves to really allow the good doctor, God himself, to medicate us, to help us, to help us where that way we won't allow the spiritual infections to take us out. I mentioned earlier, we have to be true to ourselves. Also, being able to center yourself around people that will pray and intercede for you. And I'm not just talking about somebody who's saying that they're praying for you. No, we're talking about people that will pray with results. That's what we have to do. We talk about people who would really just get down and just fast and pray and get this. They're not asking for detail. Well, what do you what do you uh, what do you want prayer for? Those kind of people stay away from. Anytime somebody got to ask you, hey, what what you want me to pray? For? Now, don't get me wrong. Now, there are times where we may say, okay, is there anything specific that you want us to pray about? You know, that's one thing. But there's another thing. Well, what 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 do you need prayer for? Oh, you ain't left that boy again? Oh, my gosh. What's wrong with you? No, no, no. Those kind of people stay away from. We talking about those that will fast and pray. And you know what? They will listen to God's spirit speaking through them. And they will tell you what's going on without you even telling them what's going on. Those who get a prayer through, those that listen to the voice of God. And, like I said, they will respond in obedience. But also, this is something. Mm, this is something I I wanted to say this earlier. We can't be quick. We can't be eager to tell people everything pertaining to our past. Hmm. We can't be quick to tell people our past, no our hurts. We can't be so quick to tell people, cause like I said, people are gonna label you if you tell the wrong person. Just because. You, Listen, you may have overcame that. You may have forgotten about your past, but you know what? Other people hadn't. 
And your intentions may be good, but you cannot share everything with everybody. That's not everybody's privilege. Also, you may have a great desire to help those because of what you're dealing with. You may have a great heart to be able to help minister to those. You know, God deliver you from this. God deliver you from that. So you want to help other people who are in that situation. That's fine and dandy with your desire. But just because you have that desire does not mean that you're going to personally help them. You might be the one to refer them to somebody else. And a lot of times people will take your kindness for weakness. I'm telling you from personal experience and I'm telling you from what I've seen for myself. And I'm not just talking about those who are outside of the church either. I'm telling you, you have to be wise as a servant or harmless as a dove. In other words, you got to use wisdom. And a lot of times we just assume because we in church, we can let our guard down and just be transparent to everybody. And I'm telling you, everybody that come to church ain't delivered. I didn't say they weren't saved, but they ain't delivered. And those are the same ones that will use you. Those are the same ones that throw up your past. Those are the same ones that throw up your present. But also those are the same ones that will try to use you. And they're right there, right beside you in the church. I'm talking about churches as a whole. I'm telling you what I know because I grew up in church and I see it still at church. But you know what? But when we hold people accountable, when we start saying, thus says Lord, listen, a person can't hide their spirit. A person can't hide how they really feel. God will reveal all the time. God will reveal. So when we start speaking with thus says the Lord, you see them. Sometimes you may see them squirm. Sometimes you may see them, uh, we see sit down, but hey, look here. It's time for us to start speaking God's truth and God's word. Because the main thing is, I'm not there for those who are saved. I'm those. I'm there for those who want to receive the word of God, who may be saved but want some help, or may even just want to hear a word from God, but also for those who are hurting, those who need to know God and be introduced to God. The sick people, excuse me, the well people have no need to go to the doctor unless they're taking someone who's sick. So that's why it's important for us. Thank you. My cousin just said what I was going to say. That's why it's so important for us to ask the spirit of discernment for us to be able to recognize who's real and who ain't real. Those who have God's agenda or those who have their motives. That's why it's important for us to be able to really seek God's face, seek God's leading, because I'm telling you, God will expose any and every foolishness. God knows how to shut it down. But unfortunately, you know what we'll do? We'll allow our emotions to get involved in it. A lot of times, God may be telling you, hey, don't listen to that person. Well, you know, that's a that's a nice person. Or, well, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound mean. So what? I don't want to hurt their feelings. So what? Think about this. The same people you think about, I don't want to hurt their feelings, are the same way they will hurt your feelings and hurt your pocketbook and hurt your emotions and don't even care. We have to stop being, I'm going to say it like this. We have to stop being passive Christians. We have to stop being the type of people that, well, you know, God, I know what you told me to say, but, you know, I don't want to say it, uh-uh. You look in the old you look in the Old Testament time, well excuse me, in the New Testament, Jesus didn't care because they were 
religious people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You know what? He was he was doing some furniture moving even back in Bible time. That's the same way we got to we got to be. Look here, we got to sometimes even be confrontational spiritually. I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about I'm not talking about just beating up on somebody. No, I'm talking about spiritually confrontational to shut the devil's kingdom down because the devil is trying so badly what to destroy us. And also to build us to become somebody that God did not ordain for us to. All through the opportunity of hurt, of being vulnerable. So the main thing we have to do is seek God and ask God for guidance and direction in every area of our lives. Right now, I don't I don't have anyone on the phone line, but I have everybody on Facebook. So... As we get ready to wrap it up, we have to make sure that we allow God to help us in the midst of our hurt, in the midst of our misunderstanding, in the midst of our grief, in the midst of our uh, vulnerability. You have to understand that those are the times where your, I was mentioned earlier, your spiritual immune system is low. And I mentioned two of the three vitamin C's. The first vitamin C I said was commit to God. The second one is commit to yourself. Do not deny yourself. Do not forget about yourself. Spend quality time with yourself. Learn yourself. You have to make sure that you do not throw away your spiritual identity. Number one, I spent it by commitment to God, which meaning Know who God is, but then also the second one, knowing who you are in God. You have to understand, because I'm telling you, there are people that will try to come and take your kindness for weakness when you're vulnerable. There are people that will try to use you. There are people that try to manipulate you. There are people that will try to con you. But like I say, anytime somebody would try to remove you from your source, stay away from them. But get this. We have to be very, very careful. When you detach yourself from someone, do not go back. When you remove yourself, when, see, listen, when God frees you from something or someone, don't go back. I know some people, they have had relationships to end, and I'm not talking about, you know, just any type of relationship. When we talk about abusive relationship, verbally, physically, even spiritual. And some people, well, you know, that was a good friend. And, you know, I don't want to lose our friendship. That's not a friend. That's not a friend. When God removes you from a toxic environment, do not go back. You know why? Because it's going to be worse the second time than the first. And then if you leave and go again, it's going to be worse the third time than it was the second or first time. And if you leave and go back, it's going to be worse the fourth time than it was the third, the second, or the first time. In other words, it gets worse. The Bible already told us that when the devil was cast out, when the spirit was, evil spirit was cast out of a person, it was roaming around the world to and forth, and then it went back into that person. And when it went back, it came in seven times stronger. 
That's the same thing that happens. If you notice, anytime somebody leave and go back, leave and go back, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. I know we wouldn't talk about relationship totally, but I had to throw that in there because it relates to when you're hurt, when you're vulnerable, the People would try to play with your vulnerability. People would try to talk to you and try to manipulate you to make you feel guilty. In your, see, listen, in your hurt, they would try to tell you that they're hurt. And then they'll try to play the victim while you are the victim. And then they try to make you feel guilty. That's witchcraft. So, like I said, the three vitamin C's. The first one I said was commit to God. The second one I said to commit to yourself. And number three, commit to examining everything and everybody. I dare somebody get upset with me. And just in case the guys are upset with me, personally, I don't care. (laughs) You examine those people. Examine everything and examine everybody. See, God and the things that God has for you don't mind being examined. God and the things that God has for you, and actually God wants you to God encourages you to examine those things. See, I mentioned uh, I think it was last week I said even Jesus himself, Jesus himself was examined. Even when they examined Jesus Christ, fought in him. You know why they didn't find any fault? Because he didn't mind being examined. He was blameless. The things of God and those who are honorable, those that are right, those that are of God, they don't mind being examined. In other words, they want you to try. They want you to examine for you to see for yourself. That way it will confirm the spirit that God has already placed within you. In other words, God is trying to bring confirmation. But the things that are not like God, other things that are unlike God, you know what happened? They're gonna challenge. Well, well why? Well, why you gotta ch- see? Uh, 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 I, I said this. I said that. Those manipulative people stay away from. I'm gonna say it like this. And as we get ready to wrap it up, I want to tell you, just in case, just in case, you may be hurting right now. You may be vulnerable right now. Even pertaining to matters of the heart, even pertaining to love. If you are hurting right now, you getting healing would not come from you jumping from one relationship to another relationship. Actually, that's actually preventing you and actually make you become worse. Anytime you are denying help, you're actually hurting yourself. Whenever you are denying help, you're actually missing the purpose and plan God has for you because God has healing for you. God has wholeness for you. God wants you to be able to what? To get the help and healing that you need. That way you can be able to recognize anything that has the residue of the devil. But if you're denying the help and the healing God has for you, then what happens? You end up getting to anything. And a lot of time it's actually something that will pull you further from God instead of bringing you closer to God. So I hope that what was said was helpful, was insightful. Hopefully those that are listening, hopefully they understand that this is not just pertaining to a relationship, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. 
or husband and wife. But like I said, it could be within the family. It could be the job. It could be within the church. We have to understand these are spirits that the devil will try to use to get into us in any way possible and in every way possible. But also what we have to do, we have to make sure that we be the people of integrity. We have to keep up the integrity that we have even in the midst of our hurt, even in the midst of our misunderstanding or even our vulnerability. And also we can't allow our hurt to be permission for us to mistreat others. Hmm. I feel the need to say this again. A lot of times there are people that are going through things and they mistreat people and they're trying to use them being hurt as an excuse because they have hurt others. And that's still no excuse. God wants us to be mindful because like I said, when we are hurt, we're vulnerable. We can become a loose cannon when we're vulnerable. So if you know that you're vulnerable, it's best to what? Be before God and have him to help you because the worst thing that can happen when you're hurting is when you hurt somebody else. And one of the things we always say, hurt people hurt others. And you don't want to be a product of someone who has hurt you. See, when we're hurt or when we're vulnerable, we're not ourselves. And you don't ever want anybody to judge you or to make you think that in the stage you're in as far as hurt, you don't want anybody to make you feel like that is your identity. You want people to know who you are when you're healed, when you're whole. So it's best to be mindful and be aware. Not only be aware of your weakness, when you're hurting, but also your strength too. So you have to make sure that you ask God to help you in every way possible and ask God to help you to remain an honest and compassionate person, even in the midst of your hurt. But also make sure that you don't allow yourself to just be in the arms or be in a company of people so they so that way they can take your kindness for weakness. Because remember this, a lot of times, Hurt people have a desire to help others, but even though you may have a desire to help others, if you're not healed, you can actually, what, fall back into something that God is trying to heal you from. So just because you might want to help others, it may not be the time for you to help others. Like I said, God may have you to be the reference for someone else or you may be the one to refer someone else to help them. Those that know me, I can't swim. Listen, I drown in bathtub water. I can't swim. So if I see somebody that's in the pool and they look like they're drowning, it would be foolish for me to try to go in that pool and it's six feet deep and I can't swim. And I'm not even six feet. I'm five nine. It would be foolish for me to do that. So what do I do? Wisdom would tell me, get the person beside me, alert them, hey, hey, somebody in there drowning. So that way they can go in there because they're skilled, not just in swimming, but a lot of times they may be skilled to be able to help someone that's drowning. So that's why it's important for us to be aware, be aware of our weakness, but also be aware of our strength. 
So with that being said, make sure that in the midst of your hurt, make sure you set boundaries, healthy boundaries, and make sure that you do not go back on your word when you set those boundaries. And a lot of times that's when those people who are manipulative, when you start setting boundaries and then break them, you know what? They're showing that there's inconsistency. They won't believe you. They'll just say, well, you know what? It's just a matter of time. If she did it once, she can do it again. I can make her break it down. I can make her give me a pass. I can make her um I can make her uh break that break that uh boundary one more time for me. Come on, come on. I'll work on them. And what happened? They'll dig and dig and dig until you what? Until you give in again. And then again. And then again. So make sure that we set healthy, godly boundaries and we stick to it because those boundaries aren't for your harm, but for your good. Those boundaries are for your healing and for your purpose. But also, that way people can respect you. But once again, as we get ready to pray, remember this. If God is delivering you from somebody, run, Forrest, run. Do not look back. Remember this, they are exiting your life for a reason. And it ain't for a season. There are some people, some people say, well, you know, God God planted them in my life for, for a season, and it was for a godly reason. No, you know what? There are people that we chose that God did not authorize. I don't care if them, nobody like it or not. It's the truth. There are so many people. I don't know if we're supposed to be wrapping this up, but I'm going to have to say this. There are so many people that the devil has caused hurt upon people. But there are a lot of times that there are people that have caused hurt upon themselves. And we got to stop doing that. So in other words, if God did not ordain the meeting or friendship, I'm not just talking about a, a relationship. We talking about even friendship. If God did not ordain it, if, 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 if God's fingerprints wasn't on it, if, it was no peace, then we don't need to involve ourselves. We don't even, look, we have to ask God for permission. God, is this something that you want or not? Because if not, it's going to be misery, it's going to be trouble, it's going to be headache, it's going to be heartache. And ain't nothing worse than to be in trouble when we have caused to trouble ourselves. I'm not saying everybody would like that, but I'm saying some people like that. And I know I can speak for myself. I've been in a situation where I've caused it upon myself. I can't blame God. I can't even blame the devil. I blame myself. But in the midst of that, and even when I became when I became truthful with myself, I realized God can even help me to deal with the consequences of my choice, even when I'm hurt. So God want to do that for us, and God is capable and able to do that for us if we give it to him. Don't you know that this is the best thing that God can do for us? In the midst of us being able to repent and acknowledge God, it wasn't my brother, it wasn't my cousin, it wasn't the devil, it wasn't even you, it was me. I'm at fault. So we have to ask God to help us and even examining and whatever reason why you're hurt or you're vulnerable, examine the reason. Examine why so that way, if it's something that you've caused, that way it can be a lesson learned. But also, if it's something that you had no control of, but somebody did it anyway, because like I said, 
You can't control who you are in the family of. You can't control who your mother, who your father is. You have no say-so over that. You can't control because your father decided to leave your mother. Or you can't control because your mother decided to abandon you and the father. You can't control that. So that's something you had no dealings with. That's something you had no part of. In the midst of that, God can help. God can heal. So that way you can have a testimony to others. And so with that being said, just in case those who may be listening, who may be hurting right now, I'm telling you from personal experience, your hurt don't have to hurt forever. Your hurt has a time frame. And God can speed up the process or if we don't give it to God, we can delay the process. Sometimes God wants us to be just give it to him right then and there, and he can help us and he can heal us in a matter of no time at all. But how bad do we want it? Are we willing to give up everything that's unlike God to be able to get the purpose and plan that he has for us, but also the healing and the identity that God has for us? If God can help us to get over this hurt for us to pass the test so that way we don't have to take it over again, then that's a testimony that we can help others and also to help us in the midst of the next battle or storm that the devil may try to put forth. And just again, those who may be listening, who may not be saved, I've been talking about God, I've been talking about God, but you may not know who God is or you may not know how you can be able to be saved. Romans 10 now tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God is raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And just in case those who may be listening, if you have something that you want to give to God, you may not be able to type it to me or text it to me or whatever. But even right now, we're going to hold up everything right now that what we may be dealing with, regardless if you in the United States or over the, overseas, whatever that you're dealing with, we can come together right now and give it to God. So no matter what you're dealing with or how long you've been dealing with it, know that God is right here to help you to get the help, the healing that you need. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight, God. God, we first of all, God, we ask, Lord, and we acknowledge your presence, God. God, we ask, Lord, to help us, God, right now, God, to be the mean and lady that you call for us to be right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you first of all, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that's unlike you, God, God, we ask you, Lord, for your forgiveness, God, and we receive your forgiveness. God, we coming out to tell you thank you on tonight, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for being a God of a first, a second, a third of many chances right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for loving us enough, God, to be there for us, God, in the midst of every hurt, in the even in the midst of misunderstanding that we're dealing with right now, God. God, we even speaking right now, God, in the midst of our hurt, God, we speaking, God, that you heal our heart right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, that you remove every hurt right now, God, remove every hurt, God, and God, we speaking right now, God, that you heal every scar and every scar tissue, God. God, we speak up that you heal the wound, the scar, and the scar tissue of whatever that may be going on in a person's life right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we even speaking right now, God, those that may be watching, God, who may not even know you, God, 
Help them to understand who you are, God, even in the pardon of their sins right now, in the name of Jesus. And say we bind everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the healing, for the restoring, God, that you have for your people right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you protect right now, God, those who may be vulnerable, God, those who may be weak right now, God. Protect them, God, from the prowls, God. Protect them, God from those manipulative people, God, from the narcissists, God. Protecting God from the pimps right now, God. Protecting God even from control of manipulative parents, God, or manipulative leaders, God, manipulative churches right now, God. But God, send them, God, to the right place, God, that they can know who you are, God, right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking right now, God. Those who may be listening right now, God, who may have used people in the past right now, God, those who may have manipulated people in the past right now, God, God, we speak, God, that you help them understand, God, that is not your will for them right now, God, God, help them, God, to repent to you, God, and not only to repent to you, God, but even to repent to others right now, God, and God, help them and give them the understanding, give them that desire right now, God, to repent before it's too late right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking right now, God, even for those who are hurting right now, God. Help them, God, to forgive right now, God, for whatever reason that they may be hurting right now, God. God, there's anything pertaining to unforgiveness, God. There's anything pertaining to hatred in their heart right now, God. Help them, God, to release everything to you right now, God. Release every unforgiveness, God. Release every hurt right now. Release the bitterness right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you remove the bitterness out of their heart right now, out of their spirit, man, right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we know, God, we're not defined by that hurt. We're not defined by the pain. We're, even not, we're not even defined by what transpired right now, God. But in in spite of what transpired, God, God, we yet serve you, God, and we will be the men and ladies that you call for us to be, God. We will be the people that you made us to be right now in the midst of whatever. And what the devil meant for evil, God, you will turn it for our good right now. In the name of Jesus, you will turn it for our purpose, God, and even to broaden our audience for ministering, God, ministering to others right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking right now, God, those who may be in need of a job, God, those who may be in need of shelter right now, God, lead them to the place, God, that they can be able to get the help that they need right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the healing, God, for the restoring, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the release, God, right now, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, God, encamping angels around us right now, God, and helping us and healing us right now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen. Amen. I thank each and every one who are tuning in to this program. If you have any questions, comments, or even if you want to uh, just give suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater. You can read my daily devotions and videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibilities to their families, their children, their spouse, even their children's mother. Also, for the women to have a 
single, excuse me, for the women to know the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.